On today's episode, we are talking about Jack Perry. He has debuted in New Japan Pro Wrestling, ripping up his AEW contract, as well as Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth. His tour doesn't stop. He has now turned up at TNA Hard to Kill, and it looks like he's going for the new TNA World Champion in Moose. We're going to talk about all of this and more in today's episode of the WrestleManiac UK Show. What's up everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WrestleManiac UK show, myself Mex, I hope everyone's doing well, I am absolutely exhausted, I don't know about everyone this past week, but me, I'm absolutely exhausted, haven't stopped since about Thursday or Friday especially, like if it's not been shooting content um, for you know various channels or whatever, like it's just been non-stop with family stuff and that and then I would almost refer to this as like the weekend of hell in regards to wrestling like don't get me wrong we've had a great week of wrestling um you know the shows the amount of shows we've had and all of that kind of stuff this past week but it's been too much this weekend it's, it's been far too much. Like, they planned for all of these shows to be this week. And we had AEW Collision. We had um, Battle of the Belts, which I haven't watched as of yet. Uh, what else did we have? We had the TNA show, Hard to Kill. We had um, New Japan, Battle in the Valley. Bruv, it's just been too much. Smackdown as well, if you want to count from Friday like absolutely crazy so um yeah we're gonna get into kind of discussing everything that's gone on over the past the past week um especially this past weekend um and to be honest i don't feel like there's a better place to start than battle in the valley that was a really good show all in all that was a really good show but i was pulled out of my seat from the beginning the show opened up with a six-man tag fairly straightforward you know you kind of knew what was going to happen um Shota Umino who is I guess being groomed as one of the um the future stars of New Japan Pro Wrestling he got gets the win and um he's celebrating with the with the fans and I would say over celebrating, but like I say, because he is supposed to be this next poster boy of New Japan, I didn't think too much into it. I thought, okay, fair enough. Like he's really milking it in and they're trying to make him come across like, you know, he is the next big thing here in Japan. As he's walking around and, you know, shaking hands, taking high fives, taking pictures and all of this kind of stuff you saw a masked figure walk to like the the barricade of the fans and attack Shota Umino. Shota Umino is flawed. The, the masked figure jumps the barricade, wrestles off the security and uh, the young boys and all of that kind of stuff that are trying to hold him back and continues to attack Umino. And while his head is down, he pulls off his mask and that attacker 
is Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who has not been cited since All In. All In August 2023. Obviously, we know what happened at All In. Him and CM Punk allegedly got into it backstage. And um, yeah, he... He was suspended along with CM Punk, who was eventually, you know, completely let go of, like, as we know, um, now wrestles with the WWE. But Jack Perry hasn't been called back to work as of yet. Hasn't been brought back into the fray in AEW since then, since August. So Jack Perry completely, you know, attacks Shota Umino, the crowd are booing him and stuff. There is a lot of shock. There's a lot of shock because, you know, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as my knowledge goes, this is, you know his debut in new japan he's never been been there before um and he yeah the booze are raining in and he's got his arms aloft and everything feeling real proud of himself and he then proceeds to pull out paperwork from his inside jacket which at the top you can identify quite easily the AEW logo. Um, the commentators let us know that that is his AEW contract. And he tears the contract in the middle of the ring and just um, drops it on the pieces on Shota Umino. Almost signifying that he's no longer following this AEW contract. He's, he's done or whatever your case is. Now, I highly doubt it. We all know New Japan, AEW, they do have a relationship together, um, a working relationship. So this must be some type of, you know, stunt or, or maybe it's indirectly a way to bring him back onto AEW TV. Um, and following this, he then pulls out a black armband from his pocket as well, which reads scapegoat and he puts it on. Now... I don't know how Jack Perry could be the scapegoat. I'm, I assume he's referring to the situation with Punk, but I don't know how he can be the scapegoat when he still works at a company and the other guy doesn't. So, yeah, I, do, I don't really understand the, the scapegoat bit of it, unless this is just him doing some heel work. He'll try and say, you know, you suspended me for this long. You're blaming me for it, blah, blah, blah. I don't know how he's going to try and spin this. But yeah, not really the scapegoat in this situation. I wouldn't agree with that. But um, hey, it's very intriguing. I think it's very intriguing to, to one, see him in New Japan. Two, the whole AEW angle of ripping up his supposed contract and, you know, calling himself the scapegoat. And number three, going for Shota Umino, um, who, like I said, the the highest team he's held in, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, you know, this could be, this could be a match down the line. They're doing these crossover shows. They're, they're doing the shows um, quite frequently in the US now. Obviously, that doesn't preclude, you know, Jungle Boy going over to Japan. Um, obviously, this was a New Japan show, but it was in San Jose in America, in like California. Um, could be a Forbidden Door match. This could be an AEW Forbidden Door match. Like, I think this is a really cool way, so far anyway, because we don't know how this is ever going to turn out, but this is a really cool way to bring Jungle Boy back into the fray. Um, 
He's he's ripped up his contract. He looks like he's doing something else. We'll see if there's any kind of um, chat with Tony Khan or anything like that as to you can't tear up your contract just like that or your contract's not actually expired. You can't tear up your contract. You have to come back to work at this, that and the other. We'll see how this, this plays out. But yeah, it's almost like two storylines have been set up here. This AEW one as well as the um, Shota Umino um story uh, which could be fun which would be fun because um yeah they're very comparable in terms of just you know young talents a lot of upside um probably mean a lot to their relative companies um i would say umino means probably more right now than jack perry does to aew but i'm sure aew were just following the correct protocol in terms of um, the punishment they gave Jack Perry and they always plan to retain his services, bring him back in, etc, etc. So AEW have also really kind of backed throughout his career and stuff like that. They've given Jungle Pe- Jungle Boy Jack Perry the, the big matches. He's been a tag team champion, you know, they've, they've invested in him somewhat with this heel turn. Um, they've, they've given him another opportunity following this this situation with Punk. So, yeah, I, he definitely means a lot to them, and um, it's very interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see, um, like I say, where this particular story or two stories with Shota and AEW where they both go. So, um, yeah, that was like I say, right at the beginning after the first match on the Battle in the Valley card. And that Battle in the Valley card was really it was really good. It was great to see Trisha Dora take on Julia. Julia retained the new Japan strong women's title. So I guess it kind of puts on the back burner some of those rumors that she's going to to WWE. Um because she's still champion over there. So at least I guess we're going to have to wait for her to drop it before those rumours are fueled um, anymore. Um, we also had Eddie Kingston going up against Gabe Kidd. Rabid Gabe, Gabe Kidd, I call him, because the guy is crazy. Um, that match ended in a count-out because they were just out the ring. Just when Eddie was about to get in the ring, Gabe um, goaded Eddie to come back out. Um, called him called him fat I think he did or something like that and yeah the whole crowd went oh and Eddie came back out and they're just scrapping on the outside and then the bell went and they'll both yeah counted out so Eddie retains his title um, but I think Gabe was left standing strong after a beatdown of Eddie um, we also had a terrific null DQ match between Moxley and Shingo Takagi like honestly that's that is early doors of course it's bloody 14th of january as i'm recorded but that is match of the year candidate that's that's one that's in the hat at least we know we're going to get quite a few um candidates this year as always but that one is going in the hat right now um because that was really really a lot of fun dangerous both men putting it all on the line um moxley gets the the all-important win at the end of it and following that you know he said that there's only one thing that i want this year and he screams naito and the whole crowd goes wild and um yeah he says it's time so i think it's been confirmed yeah um i think it's in eight April, yeah, it's in April. Um, I think it's the weekend after WrestleMania. We're getting Naito versus 
John Moxley for the um, IWGP heavyweight title. In Windy City Riot, um, again, one of the New Japan shows that they do in America. So, yeah, that would be a really good one. And then to kind of finish off the, the show, we got in the main event, Will Ospreay versus Okada, the two top boys in the company. Um, just a really great match as they always deliver. Like, um, they're showing the win-loss records of, you know, these guys in their in their bouts in from from like what 2015 or something and will osprey only has like two wins out of like 10 matches with okada um i think this one made it 11 wins to okada because okada got the win um following the match though we saw um bullet club war dogs come in they laid an attack on will osprey and the other on on um united empire um guys they fought them off eventually. We're getting United Empire versus Bullet Club um, War Dogs in a cage match very, very soon. The first cage match in New Japan in like, is it like 20 or 30 years or something like that? Something ridiculous. So, um, yeah, it's literally going to be a cage match with like 10 men in the ring. Like, it's going to be interesting how they do this. They're referring to it as a cage as opposed to like a a war games type situation. So if it's literally a cage around a ring and 10 men inside that, that's going to be something, but we'll see in it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's, I guess what Will Ospreay promoted as well as kind of saying, you know, this was his last singles match with Okada. He has that, that multi-man cage match, like I said, um, and just obviously giving thanks and, you know, being very grateful about, you know, everyone supporting his career, his, his what, eight, eight or nine years that he's been in New Japan. Um, so yeah, just supporting his career and that, you know, America is going to be home for him for the, at least the next few years um so the san jose crowd etc we'll see a lot more of him um going forward so yeah a really nice ending to that battle in the valley show because um oh also should i say with with will osprey signing off his singles career at least for the meantime i'm sure he's going to be back and forth in new japan um throughout the year and stuff it, yeah, it's just not going to be full-time. And I think the commentators are quite obvious with that. They kept saying, you know, at least his full-time commitments to New Japan are done now sort of thing. So it's definitely just a thing of as and when he'll be in New Japan, getting back in and, you know, um, doing what he needs to do there. So, yeah, that was all the happenings, the main happenings anyway, of Battle in the Valley. Like I say, over TNA, hard to kill. Um, I guess one of the big stories which kind of leads into what has been spoken about we talked about it on Wrestle Extra this past week Trinity it's done she dropped the knockouts title to Jordan Grace so um, it brings to the end a really really good run for Trinity but it's one of them ones where what else do you have to do the the platform is the platform it's not going to grow much bigger within the next one year i would say although the tna um rebranding looks a very positive one i just don't feel like in terms of the competitors and stuff like that she's faced the best of the bunch like and it's a very good bunch she's literally faced them all um and like i said at, in on wrestle extra on tuesday 
so much so that the likes of Diana Perrazzo, she's she's done an impact. She's went, she's had her AEW debut at this point. So it's like, what else is left for me here? Um, she drops the title to Jordan Grace, who, um, you know, re-signed with the company about a year ago or so, I think. Um, and it looks like all rumours have basically been confirmed with that. She's worked maybe her last dates and she will be WWE bound this month. So I guess expect to see her um, re-emerge in the Rumble. I doubt they will show her on TV before that. I I wouldn't really see the point. Just put her in the rumble let that be the surprise and then she's back on the tv screens and stuff like that um so yeah it's, it's been a really really good run for um, trinity though it's been a very very good i think she's shown what a lot of fans didn't get to see or couldn't imagine in in wwe because she never got opportunities and hopefully this is a way for her to get more opportunities in the wwe now that she's kind of proven it on another stage, proven it consistently nearly over the span of um, a year. Um, she's been very, very good. And of course, the fans caught a certain Mercedes Monet and Bailey in attendance watching. Um, it wasn't within the programming and stuff. This was literally just, you know, they were up hiding, watching their girl Trinity do her thing in the ring um, and they were caught, you know, on, on fan, fan footage, fan photos and things of that nature. So, yeah. But the main event of this match saw um, a new champion be crowned. I think Moose beat, um, is it Chris Sabin? That's, that's world champion. Um, was it Alex Shelley? I can't remember. One of them, world champion. Um, and then we saw Moose didn't get to celebrate it long at all. Um, Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, comes out of the crowd um, and he's standing behind Moose while his whole, he's got a whole Tychon already playing and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting that, you know, we saw Nick Nemeth turn up in New Japan like a week ago or whatever it was. And now he's here in TNA. And obviously we know TNA, New Japan, they've got uh, a relationship Straight away, you know, Moose goes to attack Nick Nemeth and um, Ziggler or Nemeth fights back and lays him out, gets out the ring. He goes into the crowd and the T-shirt he's wearing on top, he rips it and it reveals a TNA um, T-shirt or vest under what he's what he was initially wearing, kind of confirming that, I guess, he's TNA now, he's, he's arrived. And this is a big get. This is a really, really big get. I, I wouldn't quite call it as they were advertising, um, you know, wor worlds collide. I mean, he's a free agent. So it's like, what world is colliding? You see what I mean? But yeah, he, he, he turned up. He's here. He looks like he's here to stay. He is officially the biggest star that company has. There's no, there's no question about it. It's not a disrespect. He is the biggest star in that company. Um, as of, you know, turning up and kind of confirming, like I said, with that t-shirt thing that he is in TNA. So it's good, man. I'm really looking forward to this Ziggler run. Like there is enough, um, what's the word? There is enough examples 
of how to do this properly, how to raise your stock, how to raise your profile, um, how to make a lot of money doing it as well. Um, there's a lot of examples, successful examples. There is the likes of Matt Cardona, who's still, you know, currently still going on the, on this run. And he hasn't signed to anywhere big like a New Japan or a TNA. He may have showed up in these places. He's mainly doing the, the other indies. But as he said, he's making a lot of money. He's making more money than he ever made in WWE. That's him. That's, that's whatever he's, his wage was on in WWE. Um, obviously, Ziggler in WWE, he, I believe he was one of the top earners um, within like the top 10 earners in that company. So... But Matt Cardona is a is a is a great example of how to do this and um, be relevant and you know make it make sense. Obviously, we know the McIntyres that have done this or Drew Galloway when he done it. We know um, Cody Rhodes when he done it. There's a lot of very good examples, and I really hope that you know Nick Nemeth is doing this to to maybe circle round. Um, to maybe one of the quote-unquote big boys in AEW and, and WWE. Like, I would like to see him in these places eventually again, but coming in, like, at the top, like, be a top guy sort of thing. Like, like the fans are clamouring to see Dolph Ziggler back or clamouring to get Nick Nemeth in AEW and he has, a, you know, like a, a top-of-the-card programme waiting for him with some really talented um, stars. Otherwise, I don't need him in AEW or WWE again. If it's going to be mediocre, if it's going to be like, you know, not getting out of gear two and just, you know, doing all the greatest hits and the character doesn't evolve, then he can stay on the indies and see out his days. And that's, that's cool. That's cool with him. And, you know, it's cool with me. But if he really, really pushes himself and, and tries to go to another dimension, tries to bring in a different character and all that kind of stuff, would love to see him back in the WWE or see him, you know, get a good chance, get an AEW in that main event scene. Um, still think he has a lot to offer. We're going to see on this current run that he is on. Um, just taking some of the comments. Big up everyone that's watching live. Ches Nasty. Uh, hope you're well. He says, happy to see TNA get Nick Nemeth. Yeah, it's, it's a very good grab for them. He said, TNA is the perfect place where Nemeth can display his talents and help grow the company. Yeah, it's, it's like I say, for him, it's a great move. For the company, it's a great move. He is undoubtedly the biggest star in that company now. There is no discussion. There is no debate. He's the biggest. Um, and that comes with an element of now you know responsibility there's he he's got to take that on his shoulders and see um you know if he can really squeeze this company for everything it's worth and improve its profile in the in the public eye um he, i think he's got the 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 minerals to do it i think he's really got the attributes to do it um this is just day one so he he's got to get started he's got to feel at home he's got to get um his his teeth sunk into it and um yeah there could be a lot more for him from here so yeah it is good to see you know these guys i didn't mention you know mustafa ali he turned up during that during that um battle in the valley show as well he turned up on a, on a vignette 
he wasn't in in the flesh. He was in a vignette, and he's called out um, Hiromu Takahashi, and um, they've got a match for the Windy City Riot pay per view in April. Um, that's gonna be in Chicago, which is, you know, his his hometown, Mustafa Ali's hometown. So that'll be a really good, you know, New Japan debut for him. It's there's a lot of good stuff happening man there's a lot of good stuff happening and even in TNA again I'm sorry I'm jumping back and forth with the debuts and stuff um, but we saw Dana Brooke turn up with her new character Ash by Elegance I think I remember that correctly Ash by Elegance I think that's what she's called now one thing I'll say about this character and probably the whole world has said this and we we can all see it straight away it resembles the tony storm timeless tony storm character it resembles it a lot <laughs> like timeless tony storm is is happening right now this isn't even something of the past that she's like reinvented it is happening right now and you know, to, to have her come out and call herself Ash by Elegance. I don't know how I feel about the name. And the gimmick is very similar to what I'm seeing being done very well right now by Tony Storm. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a funny one to kind of almost replicate the same gimmick and someone's doing it very well right now. Um I'm surprised she wasn't, you know, no one thought to kind of, I don't know, um, warn her against it or anything like that. It's a weird one. She went for it, you know, fit with um, a, a, a butler, you know, like Luther is with Tony Storm. She had a butler next to her as well. Um, she was front row for the knockouts um, world championship match between Jordan Grace and Trinity very weird i just thought like don't we have this gimmick right now in wrestling already i guess we can see where where she takes it and see her spin on it but i just felt it was very weird because we we currently have that all already um but yeah like i say man weekend full of debuts returns all sorts um and and good wrestling across those shows really good wrestling across those shows um, I'm just going to skip over to Monday Night Raw because we have um, some intriguing stuff happening this week. Now, we've all you know, seen and talked about the Tony Khan stuff at the beginning of the week. <clears throat> this, this, this guy and his, his Twitter, his tweets, his exes, whatever you want to call them. Like this, I don't know. Uh, we're not, I'm not, not going to get into it because... You know, it's one of them ones. If you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say nothing at all. But he has done, I guess, a sterling job in promoting Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins for Monday Night Raw this week. I feel like this match is now going to be 10 times whatever they would have initially planned it to be. Can Jinder Mahal beat Seth Rollins? I think, of course, he can. I genuinely think, of course, he can because ultimately Jinder Mahal beat Randy Orton 
to become world champion. So he can beat a Seth Rollins. Um, will they do it? I mean, if they really want to get people talking, if they really want to like shut up Tony Khan, it could be something to, you know, really get the people going. It would probably rile up quite a few people. And WWE have been in the good graces of quite a few people recently. So I can't, I won't, I can't imagine them, you know, just doing this just for some heat on Jinder or for some heat to get at Tony Khan. Um, however, of course, if we think a bit deeper about it, Jinder, if Jinder was champion, there's a Drew McIntyre in, in this story. Um, and obviously McIntyre and Jinder are loosely connected. Um, that could be a match. It could be. Let's let's be honest. And then some have said that, you know, CM Punk and uh, Seth Rollins doesn't need a title. That they can have that match if they need to have that match. And it doesn't need a title. So, there are possibilities. I don't think WWE will go there. I think, if anything, they might just give this match more time. Let Jinder get in more stuff so he looks like a real credible challenger against Seth Rollins. But at the end of the day... Seth Rollins retains the right thing to do is for Seth Rollins to retain and let's just not go into this match thinking that we need to rile up the internet or rile up AEW fans or rile up Tony Khan let's just do this match as it should be done yeah Seth Rollins goes and has a very good title defense against a good challenger in Jinder Mahal it doesn't need to be anything more than that. Um, let's not join, you know, let's not get in the petty bag and, you know, try to upset people. I don't think there's a need. If it wasn't the plan from day one, we don't need to do it. So, yeah, I expect Seth Rollins to retain. And, um, yeah, we go from there. I don't think Seth Rollins is having a match at Royal Rumble it doesn't look like it at least um, they might set up something last minute at, at best maybe there's some type of interference or disqualification that happens here on Monday Night Raw and then they have this match at the Royal Rumble um, otherwise yeah you'll probably to see Seth Rollins at the Royal Rumble you'll probably be looking at him losing the title and then entering the Rumble match so yeah, there could be a little something that prolongs um, this match that happens. But other than that, I would like to probably think that this program is done by the end of Monday Night Raw. We've still got Seth Rollins as champion and Jinder Mahal's little two to three week stint on TV is done. And maybe you'll see him again in May or in sometime in the summer, June or July or something like that. Um... The other thing I wanted to discuss was that Drew McIntyre and CM Punk promo that opened up Raw. This was excellent. This was really good. And Drew McIntyre really was able to hang with CM Punk. Um, he was he was he was saying stuff to CM Punk like he's been saying to Seth Rollins that really hit home where it's like, you know, you can't just come in here and mug me off, ultimately. 
Um, it was really good to see him be be strong, not rest on his laurels, um, and take it to CM Punk, who is known for talking sort of thing. He's, I I said I said it before his title match with Seth Rollins, the last one on Raw, that he could win here, especially because it was day one. This day one Raw, I thought this could be a, a really good way to kind of cap off this this show. Um, if Drew McIntyre got a win or the title here, I, I still think the, his recent performances deserve his name to remain in the hat for the title. I know right now Seth Rollins has it. I know CM Punk is going to put his name in this hat for this um, for this title, whether it's by winning the Rumble or whatever. Obviously, he wants Seth Rollins anyway. Drew McIntyre's name needs to be in the hat because he's he's built he's rebuilding himself like everyone said oh drew's been boring this that and the other blah 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 okay we can't lie this guy's not boring this current guy this current iteration of drew mcintyre he's not boring so we need to put him in and around it now it's difficult because like i said seth Rollins is currently champion his name's in the hat cm punk He's went for Seth Rollins. He's saying he's going to win the Rumble. I pretty much believe him. He's going to win the Rumble. So his name's in the hat. Drew McIntyre has been the the last challenger, I guess, for this title. And he's beefing Rollins. He's beefing CM Punk. Like, his name's in the hat. We can't forget Damian Priest. As much as I feel like they're making him look a bit like a chump with the, all of these failed cash-ins, and I know that's the name of the game. That's what happens and stuff like that. But I feel like there's a way you can do it, which still retains dignity for the person that's trying to cash in. Um, they're just making him look a bit silly, like a bit of a doofus um, with the with the briefcase. But as long as he's got that briefcase, his name is in that. Then loosely, you've got other people like a like a Gunther and stuff like that, which will be in and around it. So this are these are the names that I'm kind of looking at within the next three months or so what's going to happen with some of these guys in and around this title picture and I still pretty much believe Damien Priest is going to cash in successfully um, it's just a matter of when I, I think it will definitely be after Mania before Money in the Bank obviously but it'll be in that stretch I think that's where it's going to happen for Damien Priest but of course on Monday night he's got another opportunity because Seth Rollins is going to be out there Jinder Mahal is going to be out there there's going to be a title match taking place it could be somewhere, you know, for Damien Priest to try cash in and get a win. They could even do something like Jinder Mahal wins and Damien Priest cashes in on Jinder Mahal and takes it. They could. So, yeah, it's it's the the scene for that World Heavyweight Championship is stacked right about now. What I'm saying is Drew McIntyre's performances, his name is right in that hat. I don't think CM Punk is going to win the title, but his name is in the hat. Like, I think Drew should be higher in that totem pole than CM Punk, um, at least right now. And if he keeps putting up these performances, it's going to be undeniable because he's doing some great stuff. He even teased the fact that, you know, we all know his contract is soon coming to an end. I think Drew McIntyre's contract comes to an end in April. His WWE contract and even teased in that promo, like, oh, maybe I'll even, you know, take a break from WWE, take a step back from WWE, whatever he said. So, yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of good work with Drew. He's delivering, you know, whatever they might be planning. 
this, the the world title scene is something. There's a lot of good names, intriguing names in and around it. And um, obviously being on the road to, to Mania with a couple stops in Royal Rumble and Elimination Chamber, it's going to be very interesting how this all pans out. But yeah, um, just looking at the chat again, big up everyone that's watching live, big up everyone that's going to watch this back. Jonesy Chats Wrestling says, your thoughts on the Impact signings? We we opened the show talking about those, bro. So um, you might need to listen listen back. But yeah, generally Impact are doing a really good job. TNA, TNA as they now are, as of 2024. Yeah, they're doing a really, really good job. Very impressed. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, is there anything else I really wanted to discuss today? I think that's mainly it. We've got obviously on Dynamite this week, we've got um, Samoa Joe versus Hook. They gave Hook a win against some big man on Collision, for those that watch Collision. Um, it was pretty much a squash match. But I don't know. I'm going to... I think we'll probably see some hope spots for Hook on Dynamite. Um, he's going to come close. To, to getting a result over Samoa Joe some way, somehow. Um, but, yeah, Joe, Joe's got to win. Joe's got to retain that. I don't want to hear any stories. Don't want to see no funny business. Joe's got to retain and then we move from there. But, yeah, guys, that is this week's um, podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Please hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel as well if you're new here. And I will catch you in the next one. WrestleManiac UK signing out and I'll see you soon.